My name is Max, and I'm from Argentina, precisely from the northwest of Argentina. Uh, I live in a city called Catamarca. It's a beautiful place. We have lots of mountains here, so I love it here. And as an English learner, I can take you back to 2010 when I decided that, okay, I want to speak English fluently. So um, I could even take you further back and, you know, talk a little bit, you know, when really my desire to learn English and speak it fluently began. But, you know, 2010 is the year that I can say I got serious about learning English. I'm 20 years old and I still haven't figured out what I want to do with my life. Um, the year prior to this, 2009, I had began in law school, actually, you know, training myself to become a lawyer, just following my mother's footsteps. But um, this is also the year 2009 that I started to really like English and have a desire to become fluent and, and confident and a confident English speaker, so I drop out. So 2010, I asked myself, so I like English, and I don't really have a clear career path that I want to follow. So just considering that I like English, what kind of, you know, career can I pursue that's going to include, you know, my desire or my like for English? And the best option I could find at the time was translation. So there I was, I joined a school, I, go, I, I joined oh, a, um, yeah, the university program for translation that year, and I failed miserably. So um, the thing is, I joined a class where everyone there spoke English extremely well. And there I was, you know, just beginning to get a grasp of some basic grammar patterns. And I was, you know, barely able to speak some simple, like explain some simple, very simple ideas. And everyone else had experiences, you know, living abroad, Remember, some people like had lived in Australia. Some people had, you know, traveled yeah. to the United States. Well, I had never actually traveled out of the country. So, um, you know, like, mm -hmm. like, yeah, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt you, but I completely understand you. You won't believe me this, but I <laughs> back back in the day, I also went to translation school. And I felt exactly the same way like you because everyone else <laughs> had the opportunity to go abroad and, and learn the different languages. And it was not the case with me. So I, I completely get <laughs> what you're telling me. So, sorry. <laughs> and, and, and that's go a, that's a mistake, right? Because you are comparing maybe your seventh step in the language with someone else's, I don't know, 800th step in the language. And that is a mistake. And uh, it's easy to say it's a mistake now that you've, you know, just left that behind you. But in the moment, it's really hard not to compare yourself with other people. And I think it's even kind of natural to do that, right? Um, so, yeah, there I was. And, um, you know, I just had unwittingly thrown thrown myself in the deep end and I was gasping for air and I felt like everyone around me were sharks 
they were really good at this English thing and speaking yeah. really fluently and with confidence. And I just had, you know, this paralyzing fear to speak English and, you know, fear of making mistakes, fear of making a fool of myself and all these different monsters that a lot of English learners face when they're learning English. And um, yeah, that's kind of like the beginning, kind of like a rocky start. But, um, you know, just to give it a conclusion to this story about me that year in 2010, um, I ended up quitting because uh, it was just too much for me. And um, yeah, I just basically quit. It's not even May, and we start classes here in February, mid-February uh, mid in, uh, in universities. And I, I just said, okay, this is too much, I'm going to quit. But I didn't really quit for good, because the year after that, I got back, and I had you know, taken advantage of the time in between. I trained myself, I grew in confidence, I was starting to feel proud of my increasing skills with the language. And the year after I got back, and I, I just was really surprised now that I compared again with the people around me. And, and I felt I was at a really good level, even higher than other people. So, yeah, in the end, it all worked out. And after that, it's been an amazing journey of a few years already now and it's been an enriching and and uh yeah, yeah. i've grown a lot personally spiritually professionally yeah. as well because in the end you know my one of the things that i wanted to do is to include english in my career path and that's what i've been doing ever since and after you dropped out of school you decided to take faith in your own hands and so you you learned English or or what did you do with I had the whole year ahead of me and I wasn't working and I wasn't studying like formally I, I wasn't you know being part of an academic course I mean that year mm -hmm. so I had a lot of free time in my hands I I mean for a couple of months I just didn't do anything right uh, You know, I was 20, you know, I could afford being a, a couch potato, and I played that role really well <laughs> that year. I mean, partly. But then uh, by the end of 2010, I, yeah, I decided, I, I thought, okay, what is within my control to change and to really, um, how can I get better and create some growth here? And basically just picked up some books, and I started reading them. And yeah, I really started to make progress that way and learn new things. And, and I was reviewing a lot. Remember reviewing and reviewing and really going over the same stuff over and over again. Now, looking back, now that I've learned so much, I feel that was very important because when you're just starting to learn English, it's easy to learn something and then the next day you're going to forget it. And I mean English or any other language. Um, so I realize now that reviewing was key, was a key activity to be doing back then because that set the foundations for later really, you know, keep building on top of the things that I had learned as a beginner. 
So, yeah, that's what I did in the remaining of that year. And the next year, things went a lot better. And how about speaking practice? Did you also had like a conversion partners? That came a lot later in my journey, to be honest. Um, so, I, you know, there are a lot of people that say, okay, just speak from day one. Um, I don't know what that that feels like because that wasn't part of my own learning process. Um, you know, back in those beginning days, I wasn't speaking English. And I was just learning and, you know, just learning how to formulate English. So the formulation aspect of things. I could maybe put together some sentences, but then if I had to speak... Because I hadn't figured out the articulation part of the process, I just couldn't do it very fluently. Maybe I could, but, you know, taking a really long time, which in a real-life situation, it would have just broken the communication, right? Because I can't, you know, be speaking with you and just taking minutes to really put together my sentences and speak. But I was learning, and I was focused on just understanding English I remember had this ambition of I want to be able to understand a movie in English without watching, you know, without looking at the subtitles or without needing any kind of like translation or anything. It's like I wanted really to get ahead of myself. I, I was patient. And uh, yeah, I think like in the end, patience is a good quality to have. I, I, I respect People, when they want to speak, as soon as they start learning it, learning the language, whether that's English or any other language, I really respect that. In fact, if I was to, to, uh, to learn another language, I would f probably follow that approach. But just, just my own experience, I wasn't really speaking English in the, maybe in the, fir the first year that I was learning it. Uh, but at some point that changed, of course, and There has to be a turning point where you really have to start using the language. Otherwise, yeah, you're not going to get too far. So do, do you consider yourself an introvert or rather an outgoing person? Great question. Um, I was definitely more of an introvert before. And um, learning English as an introvert person can be more challenging than as a, you know, extrovert person. But I was an introvert, and um, that was clearly one of the things that really cost me a lot in that first year where, you know, I was faced with all these monsters of, you know, these paralysis, you know, not being able to speak English. Yeah. Introversion was or played a big factor or a big part in me, in blocking me, Right to speak English. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, because learning another language has that element of speaking English, it requires for introverts a lot of energy because maybe you're an introvert in your native language, but who cares? You can still speak it because it was a different process. Learning it as a kid, Even if you were a shy kid, you were still going to learn how to speak, uh, you know, your native language. But when it comes to another language, to a second language, to a foreign language, 
there's this big barrier that you have to cross, you have to jump over uh, if you want to start being able to speak it fluently, to speak that language fluently. And it takes a lot of energy for the introverts. But uh, yeah, you can do it. And it's all about, you know, creating growth and going through the pain because it can be painful. But where there is pain, there's also growth. If there is no pain, there's no growth. And um, I've learned that in many aspects yes. of my life. So for all introverts out there, I would say take action, take courageous action and do the things that are a bit outside of your comfort zone because that's where you know growth is um you can do it and yeah you're not you're not at it it can feel painful in the moment but then when you look back and you look at all the things that you did that feeling of pride you're gonna feel is great do you have some practical um, recommendations for introverts, some tips and tricks how they can come out of their comfort zone this barrier? That is a great question. And a lot of the advice that I give, and uh, a bit to a fault, is for people to take courageous action. But sometimes this courageous action is too big of a jump, right? Something that I did back in 2000, a turning point for me was I noticed that at school, it wasn't getting the speaking practice so much wanted, wanted and needed. And so I took the initiative of, you know, just getting people together and, you know, railing people up to get together and have this conversation group. And I was the leader. And remember, I was an introvert, but by this time I had already kind of grown a little bit and become more uh, courageous. And so I was at a point where I said, okay, people, hey, listen, we all want to learn English. We all want to speak English fluently. You guys are going to be English teachers. How can you live with the fact that you can't really speak English fluently? You can't really hold the conversation in English. And I was, you know, this was probably like first year of the four-year program at the university to become a teacher. But I was already feeling this urgency to start really doing something. Come on, guys. We need to speak English fluently and confidently. And um, I was trying to, you know, get people excited. And this was one thing that I did. I started, you know, organizing these uh, weekly meetups. Every Saturdays we would get together you know, have some drinks in the morning, you know, just share some a, a mate, right? Argentinians, people, Argentinians are going to understand that or yeah. maybe just a, a <laughs> coffee or something. And just uh, speaking English, I would gather a few questions and uh, go through the list, you know, thought provocative questions or, you know, questions that were fun to answer. And yeah, I would get an hour, 90 minutes of speaking practice every week. And that is what really unlocked that fluency in me. And maybe even in a lot of the, the folks that came to those meetings. But that's just one thing. But I know it takes a lot of you know, leadership and initiative. So if whoever's listening to this, 
you feel that urgency of, oh, I can't, I, you know, I, I, I don't speak English as often or as frequently as I would like to. So ask yourself, can I do this? Am I the type of person that can take this type of courageous action and actually do this? It doesn't have to be in real life. It can also be online. If not, it's totally understandable because it, it's, a, as I said earlier, it's a big jump. Start with something smaller. Just take an action that's going to yeah. put you in a situation where you are going to speak English. And uh, just do, go little by little baby steps. Um, so instead of you maybe organizing a conversation club, attend a conversation club that someone else has organized, right? One of the tips I gave in a video that I published on my YouTube channel not so long ago was, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the website Couchsurfing. Yes, you can stay at someone else's for free, home, for free, right? Yeah, that's for free. the... Um, the, the most important thing, right? The, what uh, makes it different from other platforms. So, well, I mean, of course, if you want to travel somewhere abroad and you're on a, well, that's a great uh, option for you to consider, couchsurfing. And you'll travel somewhere where maybe your native language isn't spoken. And that's going to be, of course, a English-speaking practice opportunity. But that's just one thing, and the thing that I wanted to really emphasize is there is a community function there on Couchsurfing where people organize events. And a lot of times, these are uh, conversation clubs. So um, especially if you're in a bigger city, uh, I'm sure there's going to be, there are going to be some, some events there. Uh, sometimes it's even beyond just uh, conversation clubs. Sometimes it's maybe people are organizing, I don't know, football matches, you know, going out to have some no, drinks. And obviously there are foreigners involved in there. And if these people come from other places and they don't speak Spanish or whatever the nat native language is, well, that's an opportunity for you to make friends and to speak English. Yeah, absolutely. So, and then... After the school, you became a teacher, right? And then you pursued that profession until up to this day. Yeah, I, Is that yeah, right? I, I was a teacher like in different capacities. I was a private tutor. I did that for quite some time. I worked for this company that uh, maybe some of the listeners will be aware of, Real Life English. They have a really big YouTube channel called Learn English with TV series. And um, I was a sort of teacher there because what I was doing, I was scripting uh, videos. And, well, obviously these videos were educational and they taught English. So, um, but I was also editing videos. And this is something that I learned um, as a secondary skill and got really good at it. So if you check out maybe uh, Learn English with Eminem or Learn English with Queen, these videos have millions of views. And I was the one scripting it, editing it, choosing the music, creating the visuals. Oh, cool. 
everything other than the voiceover. So that was, uh, back then it was Ethan, the one who was doing that. But uh, yeah, I'm really proud of uh, those pieces of creative expression that I was able to put out into the world. And um, it was a teacher. That means that the whole idea from those two videos came from you. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, everything that you see and hear there was mm -hmm. of my creation. The only thing that is not me is the voiceover. But everything there, the visuals, the music, the sounds, everything, yeah. I, I, I was the, the, uh, the author of that. Yeah. Okay, now I am very curious. I will put the links in the show notes, awesome. of course. And so my question is, what are you more passionate about? Is it editing videos or is it teaching English? It is teaching English. Uh, for sure. I still do video editing, <laughs> but that's taken a sort of like a backseat to actually me running my own YouTube channel, which you can find me if you will allow me to plug my YouTube channel. It is called A Maxonal Teacher English. So you can find me there. It's a channel, it's a small channel that is growing and yeah. I put a lot of effort into making that channel the best it can be. And, you know, my mission with that channel is to help committed English learners develop the tools and mindset that they need in order to become confident and fluent English speakers. So my purpose is to help them level up and win in their careers and life. I want them to experience the world fully in English and leave their mark in it. Because when you, it's a, you have a whole new perspective of the world when you speak English. And you can compare it back when you didn't speak English and how much of a more narrow view of things you had. And you would just see things through the lens of your native language. But when you started to understand and being able to speak English, that got expanded a lot and I really love it when people are able and they transform themselves into someone that can really experience the world fully in English. And that makes you be so much more powerfully positioned to leave your mark in the world if you are able to do it, not just in your native language, but also in English. That opens up the doors to the world. So, Max, could you explain to us a little bit what type of videos are in your YouTube channel? So, is it more inspirational videos? Is it uh, a breakdown video or what yeah, can there's we expect? Some mix. There's a mix of things, definitely. Um, my, you know, my focus is to create videos that help people speak English fluently. So... I'm not, you're not going to find a lot of videos on grammar or not so many about vocabulary, although there are a few there and I'm planning to upload more uh, videos focused on vocabulary learning. But mostly you're going to find videos that will challenge you to take action in order to become more confident and to speak English fluently. And maybe it's going to agitate some pain 
that as an English learner you can understand and you re relate to. For example, like, you know, feeling insecure. So I have a video there. If you're insecure, watch this. Um, and, you know, things of that nature, really. <laughs> yeah. That's what you're going to find. So I wanted to show you very quickly. I don't know if this will work out, if the, the technique is going to work. Do some power poses. Pretend that you are the champion of the world at everything. So that will definitely make you a confident English speaker. Well, of course not. Forget everything I just told you because it doesn't work. But surprisingly, there are a lot of people out there who do give this wishy-washy advice. My advice is don't listen to them. I, I heard it. Did you it, hear yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. So it's really a cool video and I think you, you share a lot of great tips and we can learn from you. And in this specific video, the word wishy-washy <laughs> cracked me up quite a bit. I, I find it's, it's a, a funny word. And also it exists in, in German as well. I am using it in, in my dialect. Wow. Wishy-washy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, advice that is, you know, just kind of trash, trash advice. When I think of that, also like a, think like hippie, like hippie, I don't know if there's a word for that or an adjective, uh, you know, just something that hippies would do. I don't know, like yeah. really things that don't really work in real life, I think, because um, there's a lot of people that do give these kind of advice and my advice is don't listen to them. Yeah, no, don't <laughs> listen. And where do you see your YouTube channel in five years? Well, I mean, hopefully a lot bigger and with a lot more subscribers and really I don't care about the numbers really those are vanity metrics uh, I won't lie that I would like to have a hundred thousand subscribers and um, I'm confident that I'll get there and it all boils down to really me continuing to put in the work and put in the time it's a challenge right now because I have a full-time job but I'm focused I'm still focused to make the channel grow and really what I really want is to help people because um, you know that's the ultimate goal right so the channel and the popularity of the channel is going to be correlated to really whether or not people are finding it useful there is a little bit of luck involved right in you know basically yeah. YouTube finding you and you know knowing that you exist YouTube probably right now doesn't know that my channel exists for real right um, but uh, yeah, once you you cross that threshold of uh, the algorithm, and once it, it knows yeah. that you're there, it's going to start promoting your videos a lot more, and hopefully, you know, more more eyeballs, more people. It's a little bit watching. like becoming fluent, right? To it's it's a, a similar challenge. If you have to figure out how you can mm, become successful, yeah. yes. Well, I was going to say that you would know as a YouTuber yourself you know, that it's a challenge. And there are a lot of things that really go into a YouTube growth strategy. And it's not just, you know, putting out videos, although that's the most important part. But uh, yeah, there are a lot of moving parts and things to have to do in order to really grow yeah. as a YouTuber. So, hey, Daniel, we're gonna get there. Gonna we're gonna, get we're there. gonna hit that <laughs> 100,000 subscriber count
exactly yeah. yeah we are gonna get there and yeah i have to say in my case i started out back in 2016 with my podcast and of course only audio right and back in the day nobody listened to it and it was a, a long way right a long journey but we have to to stay focused and we have to stay patient as well and, and then it will come automatically we need, we need to have the focus right yeah that's one of the things really that i talk a lot about when talking about confidence a lot of people you know when they think about confidence and you know when they're related to their english speaking they only focus a lot of people and not everyone but they might be too focused and obsessed even with the end result they they want to picture themselves speaking really fluently and confidently even yeah. like a native right but when the there is an excess of focus there the risk you're running is really not focusing where you should be focused on which is okay what are you going to do today if this week even that's going to get you closer to that ideal that's going to make you 1% better right it's not about that yes. end result it's about how you know what you're doing now and your excitement should be in what you're doing these days you know that's uh, the activities that you're doing that that get you closer to where you want to go or, or who you want to become yeah absolutely i completely agree with you and if we stay consistent then we will reach our goal yeah absolutely so max do you have any favorite expressions in english that you want to share with us yeah um so one off the top of my head right now is yeah how about that one that one is great <laughs> off the top of my that head that is great <laughs> so you say that when you know you can think of something without really thinking too hard and uh yeah when people ask you about an example you could say so off the top of my head i can think of this and that you know that's one but the one that is really off the top of my head is do justice so when you're talking about a description that does justice to something that happened maybe uh you mean that it's a really good description or it's a good representation of something even you know maybe um, an example could be okay so the movie i watched that movie and that movie really does justice to the book because you know it's really good just as the book is or maybe if it wasn't that good it, was, it doesn't do justice to the original work to the original book right um yeah that's one expression that uh i think uh yeah people might thank you very appreciate. much max i really appreciated you coming on my fluent podcast it was really great and i wish you all the best for your channel and also for your career as a teacher thank you Thank you Daniel it's been great sharing this podcast with you and thank you